Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Portal Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Clinton, Managing Editor at Heartland College Sports. If you guys like the show, just consider subscribing and leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Uh, send a screenshot of that over to Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com. Lots to talk about tonight. We're jumping right into some crazy uh, crazy news. I guess really not that crazy in, in consideration of what the transfer portal and the coaching carousel has looked like uh, over the last couple of cycles, but Jim Harbaugh is gone. He's headed to the NFL. That's right. Just a couple of weeks removed from winning a national championship, Michigan is now going to have to replace its head coach. My first thought on all of this is just how much college football has changed in the last five years, really even just the last two or three years. As wild as it sounds, both teams that played in the national championship, think about this, guys, both teams that played in the national championship will have new head coaches next year. Three of the four teams that played in the in the college football playoff semifinals will have new head coaches next year. I mean, when this is unprecedented change. And what makes it just incredible as far as the domino effect, we look at the sport, um, you know, the difference between college football and, and NFL used to be there was almost uh, the, the amateurism in college football almost made it like the, the pageantry and the and the traditions and all of that. There was there was this sort of innocence to the game. I, I you know, I guess we're innocent, we're more pure. It's, it was more for for heart and for uh, pride and for, you know, the school and all of these things. Uh, and then we saw that kind of transition uh, when, you know, we, we saw a lot of players start to sit out of bowl games. We saw a lot of a lot of guys opting out, uh, which is, you know, it's the term now. Um, things started to shift a little bit. And now with with the transfer portal, with NIL, with all of that stuff, it's it's a different it, it feels just like the NFL. And so there, this is this is just another glimpse at how much things have, have really changed over the last several years. I think about the impact that Nick Saban leaving Alabama has. We talked about it last week. There's just no way of knowing how far that domino effect is going to go. And we're seeing it continue. Um, and, and I believe we'll, you know, we'll truly see that continue all the way into, into the next season. We're going to see players across uh, all over the country that were at Alabama will, will now be somewhere else. And, there's no way of, of of really explaining it other than Nick Saban leaving. At least a portion of, of him leaving had to do with just the way things have changed in, in college football. And because he left, because Kalen DeBoer left Washington, because Jim Harbaugh is, is leaving for the NFL, there is so much changing about the top teams in this sport that that going into 2024 
how in the world do you ever how do you predict what what things are going to look like there's there's no way to predict at all what things are going to look like next year and so getting back on on on, the, on track here with Michigan with Jim Harbaugh leaving the early favorite to land that job is is Sharon Moore offensive coordinator at Michigan former Oklahoma football player I believe he was a graduate assistant in Norman as well um served as the as the interim coach with Jim uh, Jim Harbaugh leaving uh his post for a little while this year uh due to suspension uh and of course uh Sharon Moore led them to an undefeated record in that time uh obviously they they ended up having a perfect season to and capped off with a national championship but uh, if if he doesn't end up landing the job which as of right now that that kind of seems like a almost a foregone conclusion there's been some reports out there that he is expected to be the next head coach but there essentially Michigan has to go through its due diligence state law requires that the job be open for 7 days so let's say what happens if Brian Kelly takes the job let's just play devil's advocate what happens if Brian Kelly ends up taking that job well now LSU has an opening and obviously LSU is going to go and hire a big name from somewhere. And wherever they land that coach from, obviously they're going to, that school is going to have to change its its head coaching. Uh, it's going to have to uh, find somebody to fill its head coaching vacancy. But the thing that, that, that people seem to miss in all of this is we haven't even begun to see what, coordinators and position coaches and how far down the list this goes as far as the domino effect uh, for all of these different schools. I mean, the coaching staff at at Washington and at Arizona, obviously at Alabama, at, at Michigan now, there's going to be so many changes uh, as a result of these of these big-time coaches leaving. There's there's no way of knowing what any any team's going to look like. You know that that Texas that Texas trip up to Michigan in week two next year. You know, obviously, still going to be very highly touted football game. Uh, I'm sure college game day, and and you know everybody's going to be there. But that game might look a whole lot different now. Who knows what it would have looked like uh, if everything stayed pat? So. Um, just just a lot of interesting things coming out of uh, out of this, and and where, what we kind of look forward at uh, to next year is kind of a springboard into the next topic, and that's just how much is changing in college football in 2024, thanks to a lot of things, but probably nothing more than than conference realignment. There is unprecedented change coming to this sport next year. When we look at the, for the most, those schools moving and doing what they, you know, moving to, to new conferences and, and starting new chapters in history, all of it's happening in one year. Think about it. We're, we're seeing Oklahoma and Texas lead the Big 12 to head to the SEC. And then the Pac-12, you've got Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado head of the Big 12. You've got Washington, Oregon. USC and UCLA headed to the Big Ten. You've got Cal and Stanford, along with SMU, uh, headed to 
the uh, ACC, and among all, amongst all of these things, we're supposed to just continue to act like this is the same sport that we've been watching for the last several years. And in reality, it's not. Things are, are, are changing in such a big way that it's almost it's almost impossible to recognize college football, at least going forward, uh, if you if you take a glance at, at maybe what it was like whenever the Big 12 was, was put together in, in 1996. Um, you know, you don't have Missouri, uh, you, you don't have Texas A&M, you don't have Oklahoma or Texas now, uh, you don't have Nebraska, you don't have Colorado. Well, you do have them coming back now. Uh, you don't, there, there's all of these teams that have left and teams that have filled in that it's it just, it's just wild to think about the landscape of college football and, and just how it's changed. but something that hit today that really just finally i think the gravity of it really actually hit me today was seeing the ACC schedule released guys this is college football's broken it's broken there's it's almost unrecognizable think about think about this let's look at stanford stanford the stanford cardinal next year they have a 2024 ACC schedule that gets released today. So in, in week four, they open up uh, ACC play at Syracuse. Okay? That's a 2,800-mile trip. Guys, that, that, that's, it's literally on the other coast. They're going all the way to New York to play a conference game. You're saying, Brian, so what? Uh, you know, teams go across the country for non-conference games all the time. This isn't a big deal. Okay. All right. I, I'll give you that. 2,800 miles in an airplane, you know, it, it's feasible. Well, they they play Clemson the very next week in South Carolina. That's, that's a, another 2,500-mile trip. Okay, Brian. Well, they, they can... Uh, you know they can just stay over there on the on the east coast, and uh, you know they they can they can make a week of it. You know they can take all their classes online. Everybody does classes online now. Uh, the, you know this isn't a big deal. You're making it a bigger deal than it is. Okay, fine. If if you're cool with that, that's fine. They have to come back the very next week and host Virginia Tech, who is making a cross country trek of their own to come and play a conference game. And then the very next week, they're in South Bend, Indiana, playing. Notre Dame. That's another 2,000 mile plus trip. Guys, this isn't this isn't the NFL. This isn't play this isn't a group of, of players that are are getting paid a salary uh, that even if NIL is a part of this, they're not this is this isn't a, a, a family ordeal where where this is all they have to, to worry about. The number one reason for, if we go back to the roots, the top reason for players to, to be in college football isn't even to play college football. It's to have their school paid for. That's that's That was the point of all of this. And that's that's been lost. It's been totally lost. And just the money grab that, that we've seen from these conferences and the television networks it's overshadowing 
the true reason for uh, why why scholarship football players are what they are. And you know, I I am I'm a guy that, that I, I'm excited for the players. I think that they should be paid for their likeness. Uh, I think it's a great opportunity for for college athletes. But at what point are we sacrificing the well-being of these players and coaches and and support staff um for for dollars it, it it's a conversation worth having and i think that it will gather more steam after we see the effects of this for a couple of seasons guys just being blunt true and honest there's no way that there's not negative consequences for this for for player health you don't spend that much time traveling and away from friends and family and doing a you know for lack of a better term a job which is is what being a college athlete is you don't do all of that and have the stresses of class online and, and all of these things and then throw to and from trips over 2000 miles you know three of those in in a course of 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 4 weeks that's it's not healthy and this goes beyond jet lag. We're talking about mental health uh, for players. It's it's a really uncomfortable conversation to have, but it's going to have to be had because at some point you have to step back and and look at what at what cost is this being done. And football is one story. Baseball, softball, basketball, women's basketball, tennis. These these teams that travel and play multiple games a week it's just not feasible it's just not and at some point geography has to play a role in this again and and it will i i truly believe that at some point the the powers that be sit down and realize what a mistake this was and they try and get things under wraps now is that under the ncaa and ncaa umbrella probably not I don't think so. I mean, I think that I think that that clock's been ticking for a while, but it's going to happen. There's going to have to be changes because if not, I think that there's going to be some huge issues with with player safety, um, and with with all these conferences and and things claiming that player safety is why they're adding more commercial breaks into games and and uh, trying to shorten uh, trying to shorten the the amount of time that players are on the field because uh, it, you know it's it's a it's a risk there's more risk involved if we don't let the clock run come on guys you you're you're wanting more you're wanting more money you're wanting more television time for for your for your ads so like that's just at the bottom of it let's let's not pretend that that's what what uh the the suits are really uh what what they're really concerned about it, it's the bottom line and that's not right. At some point, this has to come back to where the players uh, and the coaches are are the are the focus here. And I, I just think we've gotten really far away from that. All right, we're going to kind of transition a bit here uh, with the story with with NIL. Uh, just kind of a, a cool a cool story coming out today from from Matt Brown over at Extra Points, and. I, I just thought this was incredible. EA Sports College Football, you've heard about the game. Uh, obviously, a bit more disappointment than anything recently because a lot of us figured we were going to have some sort of inside look at what the game might look like during the National Championship game, and that was a total bust. 
Um, nothing happened, but this game is still scheduled to come out this summer. Uh, lots of people are excited about this, including, including myself, but something that, that, uh, that Matt Brown said today or, or posted, uh, on Tuesday was he, he's been, so if you don't know, this is a guy that has been able to gather a bunch of uh, information on this upcoming game, thanks to open records requests and in a communication of some sort that he got his hands on from EA Sports to some teams uh, or, or some some programs is one of the quotes is really interesting. It says, our team expects to create more human likenesses at one time than has ever been attempted in video game history. What's that mean? You're asking me. Uh, it, long story short, You've got 130 FBS teams, 85 scholarship players on every team. That's over 11,000 players that could opt in to being in this game and having their likeness in this game. And we're talking about uh, the way that they look, the way that they sound, the way that they run. You know, who knows how far uh, they're going to go into that. Um, but at the very least, with with pictures being requested, you know, with photos of, of players' profiles and faces being requested. They're at least going to look exactly like the players that they're they're trying to represent. So it's really awesome if you think about the level of detail that EA is going into into this game with, trying to um, you know fill that void that's kind of been left with with us not having a college football video game for for the last ten years. So lots of lots of really exciting uh, things going on with that development. But just just think about you load into the game. And you're a Colorado fan, and you want to play uh, as the as the Buffs. You're taking on Iowa State in a classic Big Twelve matchup. Uh, it feels so right to say that. Um, you're taking on Iowa State, and not only is is Deion Sanders standing over there on the sidelines uh, in his shades and and all that, but Shadur Sanders is taking the snap, and it doesn't just say Shadur Sanders. It doesn't just say Sanders on the on the jersey, but it's him pregame running out for a coin toss. It's it's Shadur Sanders. That's, I, I think that's incredible. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, really fun for for big time college football fans. Um, selfishly, I can't, I can't wait. I I, really, I cannot wait until it drops. Um, so we'll just we'll just have to see what it looks like when it does finally come out. Supposedly July is, is when we can expect this. So uh, we'll see kind of what that looks like. Uh, as the months get closer, but uh, definitely something to keep an eye on, something to be excited about. And I mean, hey, I I, I have I have no issue uh, talking about that that game. Really excited about it when it, whenever it drops finally. So it's not like we haven't been looking for it for a decade. So <laughs> that's gonna do it for us tonight, guys. Thank you so much for for tuning in and listening. Remember, if you like the show, please just consider leaving us a a five star rating and review on iTunes. If you do that, just take a quick screenshot with your phone, send it over to Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com, and he'll get you a koozie out in the mail with our fresh, brand new, as of last year, logo on it. You'll really like it. Keeps the beer cold. That's what it's supposed to do. Uh, and obviously, uh, helps you show show your support for Heartland College Sports, which we really appreciate. Um, and thank you once again for listening in. I'm Brian Clinton, and we will catch you next time out here in the portal.